Hi, with Julian on the brown note, piling through a load of movie reviews. Saltburn. I love a controversial movie in the morning. It smells like victory. So Saltburn is Emerald Fennel's second film. Her first film was One for the Ages, A Promising Young Woman. Um, a masterpiece of a film which was not only about misogyny but specifically and most crucially about nice guys where in an awards-worthy performance a the best ever acting she's ever done uh carrie mulligan starred as a woman that went to nightclubs pretending to be paralytically drunk and in the opening scene we saw the nice guys saying you know she's in so much danger doing this you know being drunk in a nightclub before hitting on her and when they'd take her home and try and have sex with her, they would, she would suddenly sober up and go, so you were going to have sex with me even though I couldn't speak. It was a searing film. Um, and her second film, Saltburn, has arrived. A staggered release. A lot of these films coming out now uh, have been sort of shown in festivals months and months ago, but only sort of gotten a wider release um, as as the year progresses and the award ceremonies progress, um, this time around she hasn't got the same claim, and it's easy to see why. Um, it is on its surface a film version, uh, and an anarchic, demonic, um, psychedelic at times film version of *Brideshead Revisited*, which is Evelyn Waugh's classic novel, an archetype novel about. In, in the uh, British TV version, which I regard as one of the finest achievements in television history. I don't know if it's the BBC that made it or not, to be honest. It might have been ITV, but one of the greatest TV shows, series ever made. Um, Jeremy Irons is not a common at all, but somebody that is welcomed into, I guess, the de facto world of celebrity in the modern era but in this era the um, rarefied air of the wealthiest people in the land who have country manners and holidays in venice as you know wrote life and butlers and rubens on the walls of their homes and he becomes seduced by these people and it's the same exactly the same setup here because we get um barry keogh and if that's how you say it, <laughs> Barry Keown uh, is pulled into the world of, is it, who's the guy that plays the, um, Jacob El Elordi from Australia, and I think it might even be one of his first films. He's perfectly cast. Um, it's the same setup as Bryce said, revisited. Slightly geeky, awkward guy goes to Oxford University, isn't from the highest echelons of wealth, befriends somebody that is at the very top of the ladder and is invited to spend the summer at their country manor, where he finds this very eccentric, uber wealthy family who are virtually on the same tier as royalty and becomes seduced by them. And he also becomes seduced by the eccentric characters of the family and it's this notion of being invited into this world <clears throat> and like i said celebrity would be the main analogous world for us now say the kardashians invited you to be in their clan 
and you've got to go everywhere in private jets. And it's not just about the wealth, it's about the importance that you suddenly have on feel. Um, so he befriends the um, Felix Cotton character, Barry Keown, goes to Oxford University, befriends the Jacob Elordi actor playing the character Felix Cotton, and they form a bond, uh, which in Barry Keown's case is desperate love uh, and ad adoration for this very tall, handsome, popular guy who is also part of this dynastic family. And he gets invited due to the fact that his um, dad dies and his parents are both, um, Barry Keown's parents are both addicts. Um, the Felix Cotton character takes him under his wing, feels sorry for him. They form a bond based on mutual honesty about things. Very important point there. And he goes to the, the country manor where he meets the family of Felix, uh, which includes great to see Richard E. Grant in a film like this as well, but and also Kerry Mulligan as a family friend and uh, drug addict and um, mental health <laughs> case. She's terrific as well. It's a shame her role isn't in the film longer, but mainly Rosamund Pike as Lady Elspeth. Um, great name, Elspeth. And also the um, Archie Madakui character of Farley, who is an adopted son. He's, um, he's, he's the cousin of the Felix character, whose own mum has gone off the rails completely and disappeared into America and married the wrong people. And he's grown up alongside this family. And he's terrific as well. So Barry is um, ostracized by the, um, particularly by that um, Archie Madakui character as being an outsider and scum and common and everything else, but welcomed by everyone else. Um, the main character being Rosamund Pike's Wardsworthy, obviously an Oscar nominee here, as is Barry Keown. Um, her Lady Elspeth character is, is magnificent. One of these people that is just jaw-droppingly awful and compellingly wonderful at the same time. I love Rosamund Pike ever since Gone Girl. One of my favourite female characterizations this century. And this is nearly approaching the equal. Um, so from that point, we get Barry sucked into this world of opulence and, and importance on a level with fame. And then tragedy starts stacking up. Um, which I won't go into. It's, it, it's at this point where the film changes, and it changes from being Bryce Hill Revisited, because Bryce Hill Revisited was about 10 parts, the um, TV adaptation. This would be part one, which is when the Jeremy Irons character goes and spends the summer with the very wealthy family. Um, that's the entirety of this film, mostly 90% of it. Um, whereas Brideshead actually goes through the years up until middle age, uh, following the lives of these people all the way through. Um, but there are certain elements such as the jealousy the Felix character has if the Oliver Quick character played by Barry Keown shows attention to other family members. He wants him as his pet. Uh, that isn't as well defined as it is in Brideshead where it's a very important element of the plot. He's desperate that his 
not outshone by his own family and that his best friend will be his best friend only to the point of being a pet. That's the same here, it's just not as well defined. Um, but after that, when the tragedies start, it's clear that this film actually is 50% Bridesmaid Revisited and 50% the talented Mr. Ripley. Um, now, it's a very controversial film. A lot of people have highlighted about three sequences that would qualify three or four that will qualify as shock scenes there's the period blood scene barry dancing at the end naked to murder on the dance floor and there's the having sex with the grave and drinking the bath water with semen in it to me i thought those scenes were nearly there but they were really try hard um, I wasn't that shocked. I've seen some pretty gnarly cinema over the years. Um, I wasn't that shocked, but it it did smack of being a bit try-hard. It's almost like they came up with the ideas and were like, this will shock them. I thought the, you know, the, the fame sequence at the end of Barry dancing with his pecker out was pretty, was good. Um... I thought the period blood scene and the drinking bathwater scene, it just smacked of being a little... And even the um, the grave scene, it felt like it was um, a bit self-consciously try-hard. Now, this isn't as good a film as um, A Promising Young Woman because it's not written as well. Um, the characters remain very superficial throughout, which is a shame because the acting... The acting is uneven and sometimes it's, it's um, too overt, too projected. Like particularly of uh, newcomer Alison Oliver, who is often excellent, but sometimes she's very sort of drama school. Uh, and, and she's not the only one as, as well. I thought the um, Archie Madakui character of Farley, he was great as this really malevolent character. Um, Barry Keown is excellent. But he's too old to be playing this role, really. He should have been like a 22-year-old. Um, so he's much more convincing in his older, like there's a flashback element, and he's more convincing in that age bracket than he probably is as the very young student. Um, but he's very, very good. I, I think the writing, once everything starts to get psychedelically demonic, I don't know that it established everything to go down that path well enough. And there are quite a few contrivances along the way to get there, so, uh, which I found a bit distracting and a bit trite that they, you know, some of it worked and some of it was a bit convenient that everything slotted into place to make the second half of the film and the twist or the last third of the film with the twist. Um, to make everything happen in a lineup, it was almost like um, Emerald Fennel worked backwards, saying that this is where we want the character at the end, and and this is where we want the character at the start. At the start, it feels like she's working forward and developing, but in that last third, where everything gets very nasty and and dark, and and the true film is emerges, it feels like she worked backwards. It's like, this is where I want the character at the end. And she can't quite, it's like joining up a tunnel. It's like she can't quite join up those two pieces effectively. 
Um, and again, the, the, the characters themselves really get past being superficial surface level noise. There's certainly no commentary at all on class. Um, Brideshead was loaded with so much subtle and interesting commentary on class and religion and everything else. But there isn't really any here. It, it sort of ends up functioning like a murder mystery more than anything else. Rosamund Pike is utterly magnificent. Um, she's like, and, and the music as well, is, it's set in the early 2000s and there's so many songs in this that uh, really stand out. I wonder if there's a list of, I love the bit, I like the Rosamund Pike character. She comes into one scene, she always has to be the center of attention no matter how rude she is. And Barakio and her share a wonderful scene at a dining table after a death where they have small talk over the top of everyone, which is really, I thought it's brilliant acting. But she comes into this scene where the kids are all hanging around and um, forces herself to be the center of attention by saying about how she knew everyone in Britpop and um, how appalled she was that people thought that she was the superficial character that Jarvis Cocker sang about in Common People because one, she wasn't Greek and two, she didn't have a thirst for knowledge because she never wanted to know anything. I thought there was so she had so many great lines. Have we got some tracks on here? No. There's a lot of great um, You're Gorgeous, if you remember that song. Um, there's a lot of great sort of early 2000s post-Britpop music on here which I thought was wonderful. So it is, it is definitely well worth watching because it's provocative uh, and it's beautifully shot and um, very well soundtracked. Um, so it's almost worth it for those elements alone. It can get a bit tiring. Like I, I think it's, it's, sometimes it's well paced because I was getting a bit bored of Barakion at university and then we get the Rosamund Pike character. And then when I was bored of that sort of part of the film we get the stuff that's happening at the end which reframes him and everyone else around him so that's well paced but i was failing a bit uh, to keep my interest up and it's hard when the characters aren't developed beyond your initial meeting of them so overall you know it's another interesting film from emerald fennel uh, with some you know at least two awards worthy performances from barry keown and Rosamund Pike, who's amazing. I just don't think it's got as much a reason to be. A promising young woman, flaws and all, has such a reason to exist. And given they don't really engage in um, social critique or class structure or anything that much in this, and that the characters themselves are archetypes and not really that interesting, I don't think this has got much of a reason to exist other than to you know, be a bit of a shocking version of Brideshead mashed with a talented Mr. Ripley. So I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 for Saltburn.